Good morning. How are you this morning? Trying to figure out where I want to park this morning. It is indeed a blessing for God to have looked down upon us this morning and awaken us and give us the privilege, allow us the privilege to come to this place and we hope and pray that you come for no other reason but to render your undivided attention in the worship unto God. That's the purpose of why we're here this hour. He's deserving, he's worthy, and we want to do our part at what we're responsible for and carrying out our worship service unto him and glorifying him and letting him know how grateful and appreciative we are of him for being so good to us. Is that all right? We have a number of visitors in our audience guests this morning and we thank you so much for being in our uh, presence this morning. Some up from LaGrange, the parks, and uh, uh, met Corey and Alora. Alora, I got it right. Happy to have you all with us today and uh, others that I didn't get a chance to meet prior to the beginning of service. We thank you for being here today. I have a lot of ground to carry, a lot of ground to cover this morning. And I'm hoping and praying you'll work along with me. And as I go through this, it's kind of, it's almost like two lessons condensed into one, but it's necessary to get the point across of what needs to be stressed. Right. This morning we're talking about sowing seeds of discord and murmuring. Okay. Sowing seeds of discord and murmuring. And I'm hoping my... Well, don't want to cooperate this morning. Do we have to go on manual this morning? There we go. Proverbs 6. Verse 16, beginning, these six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Mm-hmm. A proud look, mm-hmm. lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Mm-hmm. And heart that devises wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift and run into mischief. Mm-hmm. And verse 19, a false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among brethren. Talking about murmuring, to complain in a low tone or pride. Mm-hmm. One thing about murmuring, murmuring, many, many, many times when it's done, people really don't have the true intent of you hearing what they're saying. That's why it's at a low tone. But they want somebody else to hear it, but who need to hear it, they don't say it to be heard. Right. We need to guard our words. We right. need to guard our words. All right. Matter of fact, the Bible says every idle word that we speak, we're going to give an account for. It. Yes, sir. A story over in Numbers chapter 12. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, Had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Had he not 
spoken also by us. And now this conversation, they carrying on with themselves. All right. Mom. All right. Carrying on some discussion. And guess what? The Bible says, and the Lord heard it. Yeah. That's what the problem is. Yeah. And the Lord heard it. Yeah. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Uh -huh. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam. Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. Man, you got to be some serious business when the Lord, when God, yeah, sold you, yeah, and the Lord came down in a pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth, and they and he said, "Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him." in a vision, and will speak unto him in a dream. Uh -huh. But listen to what he said about Moses. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. All right. With him will I speak mouth to mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't have to send him no dream. All right. I don't have to do it the other way. I do it the other way. Moses is my main man. All right. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dog speeches. Right. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore, then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The Lord said, I heard what you said. Uh -huh. Do you understand who this man is to me? Right. And you over there running your mouth? Yeah. Yeah. And knowing how important he is in serving me, his faithfulness to me, and you over there running your mouth? Right. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. Uh -huh. And he departed. Uh -huh. Verse 10, and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle. And behold, Miriam became leprous. She mm -hmm. became a leper. Yeah, yeah. Folks, it can't be good when the Lord is upset with you. Man. And because of her diarrhea at the mouth, yeah. All right. talking against God's servant, yeah. she's now a leper. All right. She's now a leper, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Yeah, yeah. Watch your mouth. Yeah. With the end of that other story is it took Moses to petition God. Yeah. And beg God not to allow her to die. All right. The same one she's shooting her mouth off at. All right. Upset and unhappy about who he married. Come on now. Who he chose as a wife. Yeah. And now that same Moses had to appeal to God and say, spare her life. Yeah, yeah. And God being who he was and who he is, and Moses being the friend of God that he was, 
Yeah. God honored his request. Yeah. Now we come over the number, I mean Deuteronomy. Should be number 16. I have Deuteronomy. That's a typo. All right. Korah. Korah, son of Isaiah, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, certain Reubenites, David, Abram, sons of Eliad, and on, son of Peleth, became insolent or disrespectful. Yeah. Remember that name, Korah. Yeah. He rose up against Moses. With them were 250 Israelite men, well-known community <coughs> leaders who had been appointed members of the council. Mm -hmm. Here we go again. Somebody is murmuring and talking crazy toward Moses. Right. Who is Moses? God's chosen servant. Yeah. God's mouthpiece. Yeah. He go round up a posse. Not just any man. Come on now. He go get community leaders. He go get well-known men. Why? They came as a group to oppose Moses and Aaron and said to them, you have gone too far. In other words, they're sick and tired of Moses being the one always giving the orders. Yeah. Yeah. Leading the people. Yeah. Directing the people. Yeah. So they're fed up with it. And now they challenge Moses and Aaron and said, you're gone too far. The whole community is holy. Every one of them. And the Lord is with them. Why then do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? Come, that's all we got to be you. Come on now. We're holy. Right. We have favor with God. Why does it always have to be about you? And we're just as holy. Well, maybe in their mind they thought they were just as holy, but God didn't say about them what he said about Moses. Amen. But here's the problem. They're challenging the wrong man. All right. It's not that they were challenging Moses. They were challenging God. Amen. Because if God put Moses in the position, yeah. it's God you have a problem with. That's right. That's not right. Moses. That's right. And they say, you have gone too far. Why then do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? Why? How? And who gave you the right to elevate yourself over everybody else? Uh-huh. Moses also said to Korah, now listen, you Levites. Right. Isn't it enough for you that the God of Israel has separated you from the rest of the Israelite community and brought you near himself to do the work at the Lord's tabernacle and to stand before the community and minister to them? Haven't God shown you favor? All right. The priesthood came, well, from the Levites, right? That's right, that's right. God has acknowledged you. Yeah. He separated you from the rest. Yeah. And yet still, you're complaining. Come on now. 
you still got a problem. And now you've gone and round up a posse. Mm. And you want to challenge me? He has brought you and all your fellow Levites near himself, but you are trying to get the priesthood too. Mm. It is against the Lord that you and all your followers have banded together. Moses makes it clear to him. Mm -hmm. Your beef is not with me, brother. Right. Right. It is against the Lord that you and your followers have banded together. Right. Who is, A who is Aaron that you should grumble against him? All right. Man, you're looking at the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. You're targeting me and Aaron. You need to take this up with God. Man. But folks, guess what? It never ends. Yeah. They murmur. They murmur. And they murmur. And you know the sad thing? People still do it today. Amen. Yes, sir. People still do it today. And what ended up happening? God got offended. God was upset. Yeah. God made a move that he was going to kill all of them. Yeah. But Moses being the loving and the meek man that he was, yeah. he appealed to God. Yeah. Don't kill him. Yeah. Don't kill him. You read the rest of verse uh, number 16. Moses made the appeal and said, don't kill him. And God, listening to Moses, spared him. Yeah. But the problem was they came back later. Yeah. With the same mess. Yeah. With the same mess. Yeah. And the Bible says when they challenged Moses again, God rumbled in heaven. Yeah. And when Moses recognized that God was getting ready to do his thing. God ordered Aaron to go. Light an incense. Mm -hmm. Get back to the tabernacle and make an, an atonement offering. But here's the problem. God had already set the plague in place. Yeah. And people were dropping dead. Yeah. Why? Because they, who they thought they were challenging by way of Moses, they were challenging God. Yeah. And God got fed up with it. Yeah. And by the time Aaron could get back to the tabernacle and, and, and make the atonement, 14,000, I believe it, 14,900 some people had already dropped in. Mm. Mm. I didn't say 1,400. Come on now. I said 14,000. Right had already dropped dead because they disrespected God. Yeah. When God puts someone in a position of leadership and, and authority, your problem or disagreement when they abide in the truth and within what God has set in place and you disagree, it's not with that person you have a problem with. Right. Right now. Your beef is with God. Man. And that's not only the case from the Old Testament. We look at Moses dealing with his sister and, and Moses dealing with uh, Korah. It's the same truth 
today. Man. When God puts leadership in place in his church, yeah. when he put elders in place, and elders abide according to what is written, according to the word of God, yeah. your beef is not with the elders. Man. And God makes it so simple, you can open your own Bible. That's right. And read for yourself. The elders don't create anything new. That's Amen. right. Amen. They simply carry out and enforce what is already given. Man. But look how long this murmuring been around. Right. And the sad thing is, it's still around today. Man. I can't read all of them for time's sake, but Exodus 15, 24. And the people did what? Murmuring against Moses saying, what shall we drink? Yeah. 16 and 2, and the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses. And it goes on, 16 and 8, and Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to be full, for that the Lord heareth your murmurings, yeah. which you murmur. Murmuring, 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 murmuring. It just goes on and on and on. Murmuring. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? Uh -huh. I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel which they murmur against me. Uh -huh. Your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number from 20 years old and upward which have murmured against me. Uh -huh. They drop dead. Wandering. Murmuring. 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 How long has this murmuring been around? Long time. Man. Guess what? They still murmuring. Yeah. Yeah. When they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house. Oh, we, 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 we're coming closer now. Yeah. But the people still murmur. Yeah. Some bad habits people just don't give up, do they? That's right. Huh? That's right. John 6, 41, the Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Man. They murmured, but Jesus knew their hearts. Yeah. Just like today, he knows our hearts. Man. Now, let me bring this thing up to present time. All right. What is the work of an elder? Right. Who authorized, who said the church should have elders? Right. God. For this reason, yeah. I left you in Crete. Yeah. That you should ordain elders in every city. That's right. Set things in order. Yeah. God said the congregation should have elders. Amen. What is the work of an elder? See, some people don't appreciate elders because guess what? You don't have the faintest idea of what their job is. That's right. That's right. That's right. Elders are not to jump when you say jump. Amen. Amen. 
They are not your personal robot. That's right. Let's get into this. And some of this is on the bulletin. First, it is a work. Yeah. Ain't no status. Status thing where you, you get into for everybody to look at me. It's a work. Man. It's a work. It means yeah. you have to get up off your stool of do nothing and serve. Man. And be busy. Man. It is a work. Not a mere office of honorary position. Paul said men are to desire the work of a bishop. Amen. 1 Timothy 3 and 1. Amen. Like a shepherd, elders are to feed God's flock. Yeah. Acts 20 and 17, 28 through, 30, 28 through 32, and 1 Peter 5, 1 through 2. Yeah. Elders are to lead the flock. Yeah. Since members are to follow them, elders are to imitate Jesus, the chief shepherd. Amen. Is that all right? It's all right. That's why there are qualifications. That's right. Everybody can't be an elder. Amen. And those who are elders, they are to desire. Yeah. They should have had a desire yeah. to become one. Man. Not do it because somebody pushed them to do it. Amen. Amen. Elders are to protect the sheep. Yeah. Ezekiel 34, 1 through 10. Yeah. Well, how do elders protect the sheep? They're protecting them from false doctrine. Man. They're encouraging them. They're, they're advising them. Yeah. They're instructing them according to God's word. Man. Things that they should avoid, not do, yeah. for their own safety. That's it. Sometimes in the church, they're not all sheep. That's right. That's right. Some act like goats. Yeah. Yeah. Elders tend the flock. Hebrew 13, 17, Acts 20, 17. And I'll be happy to send this out on email. So don't get caught up in trying to write everything down. Listen. Man. Pay attention to this. Yeah. Elders tend the flock. Above all, they are to save the sheep. Yeah. Sheep don't always demonstrate the most wisest intellect. That's right. That's right. Sheep are dumb. Yeah. And they need guidance. Man. They need direction. Man. As bishops, elders are to superintend and oversee the flock. Man. Ooh. Superintend and oversee. I don't need nobody telling me what to do. I'm grown. I don't need them in my business. Yes, you do. Man. Yes, you do. Man. You know why? Because they care for your soul. Man. And if God saw the importance and the need to put them there, you should humble yourself and check yourself. That's right. That's because right. they're trying to help you to get to heaven. Man. Not about trying to control your life and run your life. That's right. It's to help you yeah. in developing yourself spiritually. Man. I don't need nobody overseeing me. I'm grown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
and you being grown. That's, that, that's why you're crying now. Right. That's why you're, you're, you're malnourishing your spiritual development right now because you're grown. Come on. They rule over the flock and should be obeyed. First Timothy yeah. 3, 4 yeah. and 5, 5 and 17, Hebrew 13 and 7, and also 17 and 24. They rule over the flock and should be obeyed. Yeah. Now I have to stress this. Christ is the head of the church. Amen. Amen? Amen. What the Bible says, right? That's right. Christ is the head and he's the savior of the body. Am I right? That's right. So when the Bible says they, the, the elders, they rule over the flock, they rule over the flock in carrying out what God has put in place to be done. Man, man. It's not for a selfish benefit for them. That's right. It's to glorify God. Man. And to maintain the integrity and the purity of the church. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. What would your job be like without a supervisor? That's right. Huh? That's right. Folks crazy with a supervisor. That's right. What would your job be like without a supervisor? Huh. Chaos. What would the church be without right leadership? Chaos. Huh? Yeah. Folks will live any kind of way they want to live. Yeah. They'll be yeah. seen in all kind of ways and they'll yeah. come up in here just like ain't nothing going on. That's right. People will be cursing and fussing and uh, uh, sex out of marriage and you, you name it, guess what? It'll be going on and everybody will be looking at each other like what? Right, right, right. That's not the church Jesus is coming back for. Amen. He's coming back for the church without spot. Yeah. Blemish. Yeah. Therefore, elders rule over the flock and they should be obeyed according to the word of God. Amen. Elders have a challenging job. Yeah, yes they do. Somebody ought to say amen. 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 Elders have a challenging job. The office is lofty and the responsibility serious. Amen. Yes it is. And the elders are not going to always agree with you. That's right. That's right. The elders' decision and what they decide upon for their congregation is for the benefit and the good of the whole congregation. Amen. That's it. Not just you. That's right. The men who faithfully serve as elders deserve to be loved, respected, and protected. Amen. Should Amen. be should be frying elders. For brunch. <laughs> I don't know who he think he is. Always trying to tell somebody what to do in church and blah, 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 blah. You know what? If you're living right, you're living godly, you got favor with God, right. why is it a problem? Amen. 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 You find most of the time the people who got a beef with authority are the ones who don't want to submit to it. Amen. That's it. Yes, sir. Church say amen if it can. Amen. What responsibilities do members have toward elders? Right. Members do have responsibilities. That's right. 
toward elders. Each is required to know the elders where he is a member. That's right. Instead of just talking about them like a dog and saying things you ought not to be saying and repeat what somebody else said, That's you right. should get to know the leadership yourself. That's Amen. Right. Amen. Then you find out he ain't that jerk somebody said he was. That's right. That's right. Paul wrote, we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you. Man. And are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Yeah. 1 Thessalonians 5.12. Yeah. This means that we must be personally acquainted with them. Man. And that goes beyond just Sunday, folks. That's right. That's right. Since they watch out for your for our souls, Hebrews 13, 17, it is in our best interest for them to know as much about our lives as possible. Yeah. <sighs> well, God already knows. That's right. That's right. It just makes sense. It's called building a relationship. We touched on that in Sunday school this morning. Right. You know what? The, the more I can know about you and the more you get to know about me, you can learn that I'm really a loving guy. Right. Yes, sir. I'm really a nice guy. Yes, sir. I'm really a guy who has compassion. But if you're going to go by what somebody else said because they have an agenda and they're trying to promote something they want to do, you will never know that. That's right. And what what you what help you could get and what guidance you could get, you will never get it because you're caught up in the in a fog. Amen. A foolish talk. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to what somebody said. Yeah. When you you personally you need to get to know your leadership. Man. They watch out for your souls, right? Yeah, yeah. We should have them into our homes. Yeah. And guess what? Elders should have you into theirs. Man. Hmm. Well, y'all got quiet on that. <laughs> I don't mind you coming home. Man. I love company. Love fellowship. Man. I guess that's just me, huh? So, so you said, well, I'll be coming to yours because you sure won't be coming to mine. That's, that's fine, too. It means more than acquaintance, though. The New Testament word, no, indicates right. to regard with favor. That's it. That's it. You should come to know your elders to the point that, number one, there's a relationship and a love between you and your elder that you know they care for you. Man. You know they're looking out for you. That's you right. know they want the best for you. That's right. So when somebody comes sideways and says something crazy about one of your elders, you can look at them and say, no, no, that's, that's not the man I know. Amen. Amen. Because people do talk foolish sometimes. Yes, sir. We should feel a sense of gratitude for men who are willing to fulfill this work in the church. Amen. Is that all right? It's all right. Well, I'm going to keep teaching anyway. That's right. <laughs> Each member is required to esteem very highly and love the elders where he is a member. Amen. I'm not going to even ask. I'm not going to even ask if you do that. Paul wrote, esteem them 
very highly in love for their work's sake. That's right. Be at peace among yourselves. Mm. Yeah. First Thessalonians 5, 13. First Timothy 5, 17. Because they serve in an important role in the church, it is imperative that members respect them. Amen. When worthy men and authority are not respected, God's work suffers. That's right. Mm. Yes, it does. When people internally decide, I want to promote my own agenda, and you get mad at the elder because I, I, I keep asking them this, and I want them to do this. It ain't about you. That's right. That's right. There's more going on in this congregation than just you. Amen. Amen. Brother Tillman and I, we discuss matters all the time and talk about things. And you know what? Decisions sometimes we don't adopt because you want to do it. It's because the timing ain't right for it. Amen. There are sometimes things going on you don't know about and you might not ever know about it. That's right. That's right. So don't get on your high horse. Right. It's about the church as a whole. Amen. Edifying, building up. Yeah. Leading and directing them in the way of God. Amen. Amen. Esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Yeah. Be at peace among yourself. Yeah. When worthy men are in authority and not respected, God's work suffers. Amen. That's right. Consider, consider number 16. We talked about Korah. When 14,950 people were killed. Yeah. Not counting the main ringleaders. All right. To see what is at stake. 14,000. Moses told Aaron, go, go off of the sacrifice. Go off of the atonement. And Aaron got out between the people. On this side was dead bodies. 14,000. 950, and on this side of Aaron was the living. All right. The plague stopped because Moses told Aaron, go make an atonement yeah. for these same folks who coming up here talking this crazy talk. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the sad thing? Some people are the same way today against elders. That's right. That's right. They care for your soul, but you'll stab them in the back. You'll, you'll, you'll spread discord. You'll, you'll seek out weak members to try to turn them against the elders. You try to drum up your, their, your posse and everything and talk bad about them. People don't change. That's right. That's right. But that's why elders... They can't be quick to want to fight with you. That's right. That's right. They have to learn not to take it personal. That's right. You think about if you took a congregation of 100 people, mm. you got 100 different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And you got to deal with people on their level. Yeah. 
And guess what? Everybody wants to be important. Everybody wants to feel important. And everybody should have the, the security of knowing the elders care about. Amen. But just like you want the elders to, to jump when you call and, and you think they should be doing it, doing this, you have an obligation to the elders too. Amen. Yes, do. Better than that, you have an obligation to God Man. to respect them and love them, protect them, and lift them up in prayer. Man. 14,950 uh, people were killed. Yeah. The text says that we are to love them. That is, to seek their highest good and actively help them in the ways we can. Man. How can that be? How about showing up? Sunday school. That's right. How about showing up for worship? Yeah. How about allowing yourself to be taught? Yeah. How about coming together and support the mission of the church? Man. How about availing yourself? How about stop thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to? Amen. And realize everything is for the good and the building up of the church yeah. and it's not about one individual trying to be Joe Macho. Amen. Instead of causing congregational strife by murmuring and backbiting, each Christian should be at peace with others. Amen. Amen. Why y'all quiet today? All right. Glad I got the Bible. <laughs> each member is required to follow the faith of the elders where he is a member. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you just don't let anybody get up there and become elders. That's right. That's right. That's why there are qualifications. Amen. The Bible says, remember those who have, who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you. Yeah. Whose faith follow, considering Amen. the outcome of their conduct. Hebrews 13 and 7. It says, sheep always need shepherds. Yeah. Pastors. They always need them. Ephesians 4, 8 through 16, Acts 20, 17, 28 through 32. So shepherding is a good work needed in every church. Man. 1 Timothy 3 and 1. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13. Yeah. It would be so easy if all the sheep we're humble and obedient. Amen. But we know everybody ain't like that. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. That's why you need a shepherd to steer them, to direct them, to show them the way. Amen. Members should be zealous to participate in the good works they organize for the furtherance of the gospel in their community and throughout the world. Amen. Each member is required to submit to the elder where yeah. he is a member. Yeah. The Bible says what? Obey those who have rule over you and be submissive. Yeah. For they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. Man. Yeah. Elder's gonna give an account. Yeah. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. Amen. For that would be unprofitable for you. 
Hebrews right. 13, 17. If, if, being an, if I'm miserable being an elder, if every time you look around and say, boy, I'm so sick of these knucklehead folks. <laughs> Tell me I look around, whining and crying. I'm so sick. You know what? I don't need to be an elder. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because eventually that's going to grow into something else. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it won't be profitable or beneficial for the body. Man. Men are made elders by the Holy Spirit. Acts yeah. 20 and 28. Yeah. This happens by the Word. The same way the Spirit makes saints. Ephesians 6, 17. Therefore, to disrespect and disregard elders yeah. is to disrespect and disregard the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. That's the Bible. Yeah. That's the Bible. The authority of elders extend to the following. All the members of the congregation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, 13. All the money and property of the church. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How many? How many blowouts and splits have you heard over there? Yeah. Yeah. Man, everybody can't be a chief. That's right. There must be organization. Man. Any business or company you work for, you know what? They have they have a financial officer or somebody that handle the money, accounting or whatever. You know what? Everybody just don't walk in there and say, hey, let me get some money out of this and I need to go buy this. That's right. Well, the same thing with the church. That's right. Somebody has to be in place to be accountable. Amen. And to oversee what is going on with the church. That's right. The authority of elders is stand making a budget and a plan of work. Luke yeah. 14, 28-33. All the teaching of the church. If the elder is going to be overseers, if they're going to feed the flock, guess what? They need to be aware of what the flock is being fed. That's right. Yes, sir. And, and don't be offended if the elders decide, no, you're not a good teacher. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Amen. I've been in the church 40 years. That don't mean you're a good teacher. Amen. Amen. That means you've just been showing up if you've been showing up for the years. Right. The elders have the discretion to determine whether or not you're beneficial and you're good for the work of the church. Amen. It's not a put down to you. But one day they're going to stand before God in judgment. Yes, sir. And give an account as to why did you let that person get up there and teach and you know good and well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can't even tell you the five steps of salvation. <laughs> They've been in the church 40 years. Mm. No, folks, it's about organization. It's about structure. Man. All the teaching of the church. Elders oversee that. Man. This includes the psalm books. Because yeah. guess what? Now, some songs you don't want song. Yeah. yeah. That's right. 
they're playing this in the club and now they want to sing it up in here. Just because it's a hit on the radio don't mean it's glorifying God up in here. That's right. That's right. Bible translations. Yeah. Literature. And the church library and website. Guess what? Elders have responsibility of that. Man. I'm not saying they have to do it all themselves. But you just can't jump up and implement and do things without their permission. Amen. Amen. Preachers and missionaries. Elders may employ a local preacher if needed. Yeah. That one now. Yeah. <laughs> Ephesus Church had elders. But yeah. years later, had a local preacher. Acts 20, 17, also 28. First Timothy 1 and 3. This authority includes such teaching situations as his local classes, TV, radio, programs, and papers. Yeah. Elders are accountable Amen. for what goes out. That's right. That's right. Just like how people love to blame the preacher for everything. Mm -hmm. Well, why why the preacher allow that to happen? Yeah. <laughs> Every part of the local congregation, including class teachers, VBS deacons, and the worship service. Yeah. They're accountable to God. Amen. For what goes on. Y'all with me? I'm about Amen. done. Amen. As Christians, we must obey their voice. As they wisely seek to lead us toward heaven. Man. The eldership, not majority vote or a few wealthy members, mm -hmm. is God's plan for leading the church. Amen. Can't buy your way in the Lord's church. Amen. Can't launder money through the Lord's church no, to gain status. No, and to get what you want implemented over somebody else or something. Amen. God already knows how he wants his church set up. Man. It needs nothing new. It simply needs people to adhere to what is in place according to the word of God. Amen. Christians should pray for their elders. Man. Often and they should also encourage them. Amen. Stop being such a perfectionist and pointing out what's wrong. Come on. Come on. Oh, that tongue. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go back to Proverbs. It said, man... Six things the Lord hates. Seven, that's an abomination. Yes, sir. Sowing seeds of discord. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That piece of flabby meat right there. Yeah. Is a dangerous tool. Yes, it it's is. It's a weapon of mass destruction. Amen. If the Holy Spirit isn't guiding you, it'll say anything. Yeah. It'll tear people apart. Yeah. It will assassinate character. Yeah. It'll lie. It'll do all kind of damage. Yeah. 
But the sad thing, there are people who don't believe it. Amen. James said, it's a fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fire. Yeah. A weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. It could be sour, bitter, sweet. It could be salty. Yeah. It could bless the name of the Lord in one moment and curse him in the next. Yeah. Yes, sir. It could praise you in one moment and turn around and talk about you like a dog. That's right. That's right. That's, right. Yes, That's sir. a dangerous piece of meat there. And that ain't no oxtail. <laughs> Talking about the tongue. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. And folks, we need to adhere to what the Word of God says. Amen. Amen. Don't be a part of sowing discord. Man. And Christ's church. That's right. You have elders who care about your soul. Amen. We have we have elders who want you to go to heaven. Yeah. We have elders who have taken this work serious yeah. to do it. But don't you get entangled with some foolishness. Amen. Because somebody can't have their way about something. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna say this and I'm done. The devil always seek out weak members. Man, yes he does. I want you to stop and consider this. Yeah. When when somebody planted and sowing seeds of discord, and and they come to you, you need to ask yourself, why are they coming to me? All right. See, you you haven't even thought about it. They see you as weak. Man. That's why they bring it to you. Yeah. Because you can help them in their devilment. Yeah, yeah. The devil don't go to strong Christians. That's right. They don't go to Christians that they know are going to rebuke them. That's right. And say, what you're doing isn't right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let the eldership know you're doing this. That's right. They're not going to go to a member like that. Mm -hmm. But they'll seek you out because guess what? They've observed you. Yeah. They held a little sidebar conversation with you and they said, they don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I forget them. And little do you know, you're part of their mess. That's right. That's right. You're part of their mess. Don't be a part of their mess. Amen. If you wanna you wanna sow something, sow the gospel. Amen. Amen. Sow the seed of the gospel. Yeah. Not discord. That's right. Now you can sit there this morning and say, well, I'm not a part of any man. I'm just saying, be, be careful. That's right. Be careful. Yeah. Because if, if, if you're guilty, the elders also, by authority of the Bible, have authority to deal with you. That's right. Yes, sir. And I don't say that in a mean spirit. Man. I say it for the love of the church as a whole. You can't allow cancer to just spread any and everywhere without doing something about it. Amen. 
Amen. Bible said, mock them. Yeah. 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 Mock them. Yeah. And we pray it wouldn't have to elevate and go to withdraw a fellowship. That's right. Man, we want everybody to go to heaven. Man. But the reality is, guess what? Some folks don't want to go. Amen. That's right. And misery loves company. Yeah. Yeah. I challenge you to rise above that. Yeah. Don't lend an ear to gossip, backbiting, sowing seeds of discord. You know the one thing people that's involved in that stuff, they need, you know the one thing they need. They need somebody to listen. They need somebody to be, to buy in on it. But if you rise above and separate yourself from it, you'll find yourself in good standings with the Lord. Amen. I hope you got something out of the lesson today. Amen. The elders are not here to try to run your life. We simply have an obligation to God to maintain the integrity. Amen. And the purity of the church. Amen. It could be so great if everybody jumped on board and decided we all are going to do the same thing and to work with the elders because we want it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But let's be real. Some don't. Yeah. But we don't give up and we don't compromise. Amen. Amen. I speak on behalf of myself and Brother Tillman. Yeah. We love you. Amen. And we want what's best for you. Amen. But we do not compromise with sin. Amen. Not because we don't. God don't. Amen. And I hope and pray that if you've been involved and participating in conversations and spreading things that you shouldn't be spreading and backfighting what I pray you'll get yourself right with God. Amen. Amen. Put it behind you and get back to work for the Lord. Yeah. Because he would that you be saved. Amen. What's our song, Jerry? 194. 194 is our invitation song. I pray that you'll consider what has been shared. Because it's been shared in love. Yeah. Yeah. It's been shared in love. And believe me, we want the best for your soul. Man. God has done his part. He's given his best. And he left this wonderful institution called the church. Man. For us to be saved. Yeah. Folks, look at what God has done. Yeah. And look at what he has done by providing us an avenue of salvation through the church. Man. Isn't it worth standing up for? Yeah. Isn't it worth defending? Isn't it worth living right for? Yeah. Keep in mind, Jesus is coming back for it. Amen. He's coming back for it. 
But you can't be found living any kind of way and expect to be caught up and go back with it. Amen. Today is your day of salvation. Yeah. Don't leave out the don't leave out these doors talking about I wish I would have. I wish I would have repented. I wish I would have asked for prayer. This is your moment, folks. That's right. This is your stage. Yeah. This is your moment, and the angels in heaven are waiting to rejoice. Man. Tell the devil, I got to go. Yeah. I'm going home. Yeah. What's the song again? <coughs> 194. 194. Let us together stand. Let us sing.